I'm always seeing things on the news and thinking that can't be right, can it? Listen to the KYW News Radio in depth podcast and make it make sense. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. It's Monday and happy Juneteenth, Sabrina. Happy Juneteenth to you, Jay. The holiday acknowledging, of course, when the last enslaved people in the United States were finally told that they were freed was yesterday, technically June 19th. But it is federal holiday now, which means that you get the Monday afterwards off, or at least many people do. Schools do, government services, etc., etc., are marking the day today. Now, we're certainly happy that Juneteenth is being widely acknowledged. It's still something that I'm kind of getting used to, to be honest. And the work of giving black history a bigger place in American celebrations is far from over. Here in Philadelphia, one woman is leading the charge to get another federal holiday on the books, Harriet Tubman Day. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, protect black women, protect black women as like this catchphrase. Um, But in that moment, I saw a woman who was protecting not only herself, but other people who who looked like her and that it it just resonated with me. Now, that's Janine Cook, the owner of Harriet's Bookshop. She'll talk with us today. We've got that coming up. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. And Janine is here. So, Janine, thank you for joining us. And Harriet Tubman Day, it's something that a lot of people may not have heard of before. When is it? And furthermore, what's the significance of this particular date for Harriet Tubman Day? All right. Well, again, thank y'all, of course, for having me. Um, and it's it's interesting. I want to start with talking about Juneteenth as it relates to Harriet Tubman Day, only because a prominent book publisher um, came to me and was like, well, you just got Juneteenth. Why would you be working on trying to get Harriet Tubman Day? And I was just like, I just got Juneteenth. No, and it was like, it's such an interesting way that some people think about what's, what happens in our country. It's like, no, we've been had Juneteenth. You just got Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been, we've, we've, we've had it for some time. Um, so that's one. Uh, um, and two, Harriet Tubman Day, uh, which is March 10th, would be the first federal holiday named for a woman uh, that doesn't exist in this country yet. Uh, And, you know, we go I'm going back and forth about Juneteenth, me personally, because as much as I am excited for Jubilee um, and for rest and for excitement and for and for celebration, I am also very conscious. You know, I'm here in France. Um, at the home of Baldwin, I, I got a scholarship to come study with Baldwin scholars. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about his critique, his critique on our nation, his critique on, um, you know, the, the ability to be distracted and to look the other way in the face of immense injustice. And, you know, I, so as I was preparing to con- have this conversation with you and preparing for what this day you know, what Juneteenth gets to look like and what I think we need as we push for Harriet Tubman Day, like, so we can push this thing a little bit further, um, is, you know, we have a city where about a quarter of our city um, is documented as as illiterate, you know, unable to read. (laughs) You know, we have um, almost a quarter of our city lives in or under the poverty level, right? And so there are things like, I I want us to celebrate, I definitely do, 
Uh, and I want us to, but I want us also to celebrate victories. I want us to be like, we accomplished this thing and it's no longer a problem. Our children's 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 children will never have to think about, you know, something like, you know, literacy. They'll never have to think about something like poverty um, because there's way too many things that we're still experiencing that they were experiencing in 1865. I want to come back to, you mentioned March 10th. What's the significance of March 10th being the day for Harriet Tubman Day? Yeah, so what we, we we don't know in this country is when Harriet Tubman was actually born. We know that she was born at or around that time of the year. Um, because of her enslavement, her birth wasn't documented, in addition to lots of records being stolen or, or, or gotten rid of, especially when it came to people uh, who were enslaved. And so we, what we do know, it is the day that she died. It's the day that she transitioned. It's the day that right before she dies, she said, I go to prepare a place for you. Um, and so that's the significance of that particular date. So you mentioned kind of having going back and forth about Juneteenth. And to me, the idea of a federal holiday is interesting because it's kind of just on paper. You know, like you said, Juneteenth celebrations have been happening for years. There are a lot of federal holidays that people just see as a day off from work on Labor Day or whatever it may be. So exactly. What to you is the significance of making Harriet Tubman Day a federal holiday on the books? And then also, what would you want people to do on that holiday to acknowledge it? I think that it is great to see people working from a place of jubilation and to see people moving from a place of joy. Um, I also think that it's great to see people unified and moving from a place of joy, you know, that now you can see and feel and experience tomorrow the results of that work today, right? Like that, that there's a harvest um, happening so that when tomorrow hits, it doesn't go straight back to that same place of, you know, okay, the, the reality sets right back in tomorrow, right? Just like when you got, they were delivered that emancipation message, you know, it was exciting, you know, in the moment. But the next day it was like, okay, if you were from my family, what happened is you ended up staying on the same farm where you had been enslaved. That's what happened in my family. And you just turned into what they called a sharecropper at that time, which was, you know, a, a, a nice way of saying that my, my great, great grandfather continued to be enslaved in many ways. Um, Harriet Tubman Day, like I said, would be the first federal holiday named for a woman. I think that's important. I think that, you know, when the fact that there, this country even exists, that the Union Army was able to win that war has a lot to do with Harriet Tubman in her position as a spy, in her position as a nurse, in her position, position as a strategist. Um, and then I think that for me with that day, you know, we get to push the envelope, right? So I be, we can be excited. And I keep watching this great debaters and Denzel Washington, he talks about you know, we do what we can do. We do what we need to do now so we can do what we want to do later, you know. And so, you know, we get to be excited and all of that stuff. But we also get to be thinking about, OK, so we, we got this. If folks feel like that's a victory, great. Now, what do you want? Now, what do you want? Right. Like, do you what do you want? Um, and I believe that the first step is that we need to start opening up the dialogue around reparations. How do we repair the harm of what has happened? Now we get to deal with the fact that that happened on the soil and what are we going to do about it? People in Philadelphia also may recognize your name because you're the owner of Harriet's Bookshop. It's named after Harriet Tubman. She she very clearly (laughs) means a lot to you. Everybody's got a hero in their life. And it's very clear that Harriet is yours. 
When did you exactly? When did that light first shine on you from Harriet Tubman? How old were you? I had to be like in the third grade. Um, I found a book, ironically, you know, so the fact that I have this bookshop, uh, it all connects. Um, But I found a book that wasn't on the shelf. It was like tucked under a shelf on the floor. It was like being used to prop up a a shelf. Hmm. And I was like, dang, you know, and it was the first time that I'd ever seen a, a book um with a woman on the cover she was carrying a rifle right and she had all of these um people behind her in the fields and that it it just struck me it struck me for like a lot of reasons it was like wow why have I had I never seen that imagery before um and what did it mean uh so that kind of started that that journey that conversation in my mind about you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, protect black women, protect black women as like this catchphrase. Um, but in that moment, I saw a woman who was protecting not only herself, but but other people who who looked like her and that it, it just resonated with me. Mm, that is a powerful image that may have actually inspired a, a generation, a century later. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely I mean, you can see her imprint on so many people. Um, from so many walks of life. And then because we have Harriet's Bookshop, we have people who travel from out of town to come tell us their stories, Um, whether that be like, you know, I had a a sister who told me about she went and got married on the Combahee River because that's where Harriet got those 700 out of um, enslavement, you know, on that Combahee River raid. And so like, so I just like people who from all, all, all types of places, you know, as we've been working on the campaign to make Harriet Tubman Day the first federal holiday named for a woman, we've had folks in other countries reaching out, right? We've had folks from India reach out. We've had, had folks from Finland reach out because um, her, her Harriet's walk and her, her way of being um, wasn't just you know, about America. It was about humanity. It was about like, you know, it was about freedom. And, you know, and so, you know, I have asked all day yesterday, you know, I had posted, I was like, you know, are you free? And it was interesting to me, like, here we are celebrating this holiday, this holiday that's supposed to be about freedom and how few people could say, yes, I am free. And so that there's just a dialogue that gets to happen. And so my, my hope is that Harriet Tubman Day is, is, you know, commemorative that it's a day that we honor our ancestors and we think about, you know, well, what would a truth and reconciliation trial look like in, in a modern day sense? You know, what would that look like in Philadelphia? And how do we begin to repair the harms of slavery? You know, that to me is like would be the, the next important step. We're going to take a quick time out, but when we come back, we'll have more with Janine Cook on Harriet Tubman Day. We'll have that for you in a moment. I'm Jay. I'm Sabrina. And we're speaking with Janine Cook, the owner of Harriet's Bookshop here in Philadelphia, as well as Ida's Bookshop over in New Jersey. And she's leading the movement to make Harriet Tubman Day the next federal holiday. Janine, what does it take to get a new federal holiday. This this is a process oh that it, it took decades. <laughs> it took decades yes. to get Juneteenth. It took yeah. a long time to get MLK Day. Yep. Who makes yep. that decision and how like yeah. how what are you doing to push for that? It's it's so it's so convoluted and complicated and and unfortunately so. Um and I think that's part of why I'm enjoying going through this process is because it has been a political education for myself and for the folks that I'm around. 
because the fact that we, you know, this is our country, this is our government, um, but there's so many parts of it that we don't understand how they work. And it's, it's left up to a very small group of men who, mostly men who look and have similar backgrounds. I was going to say mostly white men, right? Right. Yeah, that's the Senate. That part is where it gets complicated. Um, but the the model, right? We we don't have any more beautiful model than MLK's wife, Coretta, because you know she's another one for me who I just look to like, yes, right? Because like you know, folks realize like we know MLK's, MLK's name, but in his time, people didn't really bang with him. He wasn't somebody that people like loved, like the. the you know, in the way that they do now on a mass level. He was he was a person that some people were like, you can't go march, you know, you're going to get hurt. Um, he was a person that people were like, oh, he's, he's making too many waves and he's causing too much trouble. Making too and much it was noise. Coretta, yeah, it was Coretta who continued that work after he died, right? So he did that work for um, a few years, but she did it for four times longer than he did in his name, you know, she didn't do it so that Coretta could get a holiday. She did it so that Martin could. Um, and again, like that, so her as a model of like galvanizing community, getting people to, you know, right now our bill has has made it into Congress, which is a huge step. So, you know, even learning how to do this part is, is an interesting part. So now we get the bill through the house um, which means that we've been inviting co-sponsors to come on to the bill. So that's why people have been writing their, their congressperson anywhere you are in the United States, especially as an election cycle is going to begin and people are, you know, people come to certain communities on purpose, but you only see them at certain times and they make promises that they, and then you don't never see them again. And so, you know, here's an opportunity for an accountability exercise um, for us as, as, you know, as everyday citizens and also for the people who have, who we've deemed our public servants. So I want to pivot for just a second because we have to talk about your bookstores. Harriet's Bookshop in Philadelphia. You have a sister store, Ida's Bookshop in Collingswood, New Jersey. And it's all about women authors. Tell us a bit about these stores, if anyone has not heard of them, because I feel like it's a Philadelphia staple at this point. Am I? I'm also. Am I to assume that the Ida is Ida B. Wells? Yes, you are to assume that. You would be absolutely correct. Um, so Harriet's Bookshop and Ida's Bookshop, in addition to being bookshops, and if you, if you haven't been to the bookshops, they change like quarterly, so they become new bookshops almost every quarter based on a different book. Um, so right now at Harriet's, you're inside of the 1619 project, which means that the walls are different, the floors are different. You're inside of what looks like an illustration um, and you're submerged in the 1619 project. And then like what's wild about that is that when Nicole Hannah-Jones saw it, found out about it, she flew in to Philly, signed all our books. Um, and, and, you know, we got to have a very good conversation about about her book and how it relates to the space um, and placemaking, right? Harriet talks about, I, I go to prepare you a place. Well, you know, what happens, like, like what happened with Juneteenth, what happened with my, my, my family, people who don't have a place end up staying in places that they are not necessarily safe or cared for. And so with the bookshops are, I, my, my, my hope um, is they continue to be a, a place of safety. Uh, or also an organizing space, an organizing skills building space 
you know, so all types of trainings and, and whatnot happen in those spaces as well, based on the books that we have. Uh, and for us, for this particular holiday, we've invited people to um, visit the bookshop in silence. So when you arrive, you get a candle um, and you see the entire exhibit. You get the books that you choose. Um, but we invite you to do that in silence so that you can hear, you know, so that you can listen to what the ancestors may be trying to say to you, share with you, um, say through you, and then move into action as a result of what you hear. I love that there's so much focus on the space. And, you know, everyone's about buying books online these days, but it is really <laughs> a valuable experience to go be in yeah. these stores. You make it more than just about the books. It's about the space and the mm -hmm. and the journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the community, doing that yeah. together, you know, I think that it's it's one thing to, you know, to talk about being in community. It's a very different thing to, 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 to have the experience to feel what that feels like to be um, intimately connected with your neighbor. Now, holidays like MLK Day and Juneteenth and possibly down the line, Harriet Tubman Day focus a ton on history. But looking at where we are today, and this is very clearly a very interesting spot where we are right now. What's on your mind? You're an activist, you're a writer, you're a community leader. What message are you trying to get out to the black community in and around the city of Philadelphia? Um, I, you know, I think that right now, what the work has said to me is just, you know, you continue the mission. Our mission celebrates women authors, women artists, women activists. We do that under the guiding light of Harriet Tubman and now Ida B. Wells. And we'll continue to do that under the guiding light of folks who've already laid that, that blueprint. But I think by, you know, going into those files, going into those archives, and, and actually, you know, once you've read these books, once you've connected with them, once you've talked about them and discussed them with your peers, you know, now is the time to like, okay, what is the measurable actionable, like I can see the result in, in the actual society change that I, that I want to see as a result of what it is that I just read. You know, I think that sometimes we can, especially because of marketing, et cetera, we can get caught up in the, in the symbolism of the moment. We can get caught up in the, in the hype of the moment. Um, and then, you know, when you look back, it's like, oh, nothing really changed. People have been allowed to stay in positions of power um, and in positions of um, quote unquote public service and, and not meet a single one of their promises, not meet a single one of their, the, their quote unquote goals. You know, they're, they're out here raising money and you're like, what do you what do you do? Like, what <laughs> have you accomplished? And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really, really hoping that some of the, what I've learned from the business world, I can translate into the social world. So we're not just, you know, being fed a, a, a bag of lies. Because if if our government was a, a store and it never had any product, it wouldn't, you know, you would never go there. You know, it would never, you would know for, what would be the point in going to a store that doesn't do what it says it was going to do. Um, but that is what we've been a lot of times, most times I feel like my experience has been, we, I get sold a lot of goods and not a lot of action. Janine Cook has proof that Harriet Tubman Day is more than just federal holiday. It's a movement. It's a calling for you. You have mm. laid, you've laid so many great things out there. We'll have links to both of your bookstores, Harriet's and Ida's, and as well as the petition in our show notes, Janine Cook, 
Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm a, just one more shot. I'm just going to say, you know, for this, people are always like, what are you reading? What are you reading? So for the summer, I'm inviting my neighbors, if you, if you, if it resonates with you, to, to sit with some Baldwin, whether that's if you've read his nonfiction, go read his fiction. If you've read his fiction, go read his plays. If you read his plays, he has the children's book. If you, you know, but sit, spend some time sitting with Baldwin as he, you know, he takes on a number of those issues. Uh, that that we are still facing in this very moment. Janine, we could be here all day. Thank you so much. I know, I know, I know. We, talk <laughs> we will, we will, we have to talk to you more now. Thank you so much for joining us. That's it for today. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. Now we're taking a break tomorrow, but on our next episode, we will talk about the city of Philadelphia hosting some matches for the 2026 World Cup. That's the pros and the cons of what that could mean for the city. Enjoy your Juneteenth. Enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you again soon.